now I continue to do it because I know that if I don't do it, I know where I'm going to end up. And that's going to be exhausted, unable to care for my son. Hey there, welcome to Tater Talks, two bitches talk fitness. I'm Brooke. And hello, I'm Iris. On this show, we challenge the common understanding of what it means and what it takes to be fit and healthy. We explore all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and mental health without the fluff and BS. So grab a coffee, get ready to laugh, cry, even learn a thing or two. Let's get into it. Question for you, Brooke Madigan. Yes, yes, yes. How much of what you do fitness, nutrition, exercise, all of that is out of fear? Ooh, that is a great question. So I have my own personal experience and I have client experience with this. So I'm going to start with my client experience. A lot of times when people come looking for one-on-one coaching, they have this goal of losing body fat because I do a lot of fat loss coaching. And there is a lot of fear that goes into that. Number one, it's the fear of change. Mm-hmm. A lot of times clients, they fear what they're going to have to give up in order to reach their goal. A lot of clients fear that they're not going to be able, once they get to their goal, they have this fear of not being able to maintain that or getting back to the way they were before they started their fat loss journey. And you know, that's a lot of why I do lifestyle coaching and habit building because so many people come to me with these very real and very valid fears of, you know, needing to lose weight because they need to be healthier, getting off of specific medications, lowering blood sugar, lowering blood pressure, you know, lowering their cholesterol. There are so many things that people come to coach for in regards to their health. And so a lot of times what I see, like someone's quote unquote, why is they have a fear of as they get older, they're going to get sicker or they're going to become sick. Now, my personal experience with fear is very much the same. I lost my dad when I was 18 years old. My dad did not take care of himself. He was a type one juvenile diabetic and he didn't take care of his health. He didn't manage his health well. And that resulted in him passing away very young, very young. And so when I got pregnant with Micah, my son, I immediately had this fear of, I don't want him to go through the same thing that I had to go through, losing my dad when I was 18 years old. And so my big fear was, you know, not being able to care for him the way he needed to be. So I remember very vividly when it first dawned on me that I needed to make a big change. And that was when Micah was a little baby and he was crawling around on the floor. He was at that crawling stage and I was exhausted playing with him when I just wanted to move from the couch down to the floor. That's all Mm -hmm. I wanted to do. And the fact that that exhausted me, that kind of scared the shit out of me because I was 22 years old, 21, 22 years old, looking at this little baby going, I'm young and I'm too tired to go play on the floor with him like that is not healthy. And so that's when I started my I started my fitness journey out of fear. And I think a lot of people start their fitness journey out of fear. And I think it's very valid and I think it's very understandable, but like you also can't let fear take the wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I've been thinking about this recently because I do think there's a healthy amount of fear just in general. But like you said, you can't let it take control. One of my biggest whys for lifting weights is I am afraid of aging poorly. And I see people around me, older folks, who are kind of the exact opposite of how I want to be when I'm old. You know, they need help for everything because they're weak. They don't have strength. They don't have muscle. They haven't built that. And that's scary to me because I don't want to be that. I want to be independent when I'm older. I want to be able to take care of myself. I want to be able to get on and off the toilet and in and out of bed and up and down stairs and on and off the ground with my grandkids. So that is a big why for me. But at the same time, I've also, I think, put in a lot of energy and practice into finding the positives in the process instead of just dwelling on that fear of like, you know, the kind of claustrophobic, like, I don't want to be old and weak kind of thing, which I don't. It's still there, but it's not overwhelming. And I hear this all the time. And I was just talking about this with one of my clients because that is one of her fears, too, is her parents are they're obese, they're weak, and they're getting older. And she sees that and she does not want that for she's got kids. She doesn't want that for herself. And she doesn't want her kids. This might be a little (laughs) overly blunt, but she doesn't want her kids to have to deal with her if she's like that. No, that's understandable. And I think that that's very common for a lot of people. And a lot of people get scared when they have kids, it's almost like that realization of, oh, it's not just about me anymore. I need to make sure that I'm in my top condition health-wise to make sure I can care for my kids. And I know that when you have things stacked against you, like growing up in an environment where, yeah, your parents were obese, exercise wasn't a thing, it it makes it that much harder and it makes it that much more fearful because you're kind of stepping into an unknown territory. And when you do that, when there's that uncertainty, that's certainly scary for sure. Mm-hmm. What about you now? Because you started your roller coaster, your fitness roller fitness coaster. Roller out coaster. Of, <laughs> yeah. You started it out of fear, but what about now? Now, what keeps me going is honestly like the optimism. It's me enjoying life. I continue my fitness journey because of the way that I feel. It is a really empowering thing when you start your little fitness roller coaster and you overcome obstacles and you honestly start to enjoy the process. And once you enjoy the process, that makes it a lot less scary. And so Mm -hmm. now I continue to do it because I know that if I don't do it, I know where I'm going to end up. And that's going to be exhausted, tired, unable to care for my son. And anybody who has like followed my Instagram or knows me, like my son has high support needs. I need to stay strong. I need to stay fit. I need to stay active for him because I'm going to be taking care of him for a really long time. And so that is a whole different can of worms when it comes to fear. But like, I fear that if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be able to take care of him. And that is something that I still have some fear for. But for the most part, because I'm taking the actionable steps every day to continue to show up for myself and take care of myself, it's also just a part of my life now. So no, I don't really feel much fear now when it comes to my health, but it was a powerful motivator in the beginning. 
Yeah, me too. Now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, a lot of people start because of aesthetic reasons. And with that, I think maybe fear of acceptance and judgment and all that. But yeah, for me, it was fear too, because I was large. <laughs> I've, uh, I don't actually know like the official number that I've lost and kept off, but it was over 50 pounds for sure. I feared going further down that path mm -hmm. because my ankles hurt, my back hurt, my mobility sucked, my flexibility sucked. I was tired all the time. I was out of breath all the time. Not to mention like my emotional and mental state yeah. was not, not where I wanted it to be. That was a huge fear as well. But yeah, it's, it's cool when you get far enough into it, when you start to see how your life has changed for the better. We've talked about like messy nutrition days where sometimes we don't eat as like nutritiously as we would prefer and we feel it in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's that little, that reminder of like, oh, this is what I used to be. I don't really like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like when people start like their fitness journey, it's really challenging because you're trying to learn new habits and you're, you know, and so that's really self-aware of you and others who have started this lifestyle and are used to, you know, eating vegetables and having, you know, some fun foods in moderation. When you backtrack, that can scare people into, oh, okay, I need to get back on track. I need to get my shit together. Yeah. Fear isn't always bad either. No. You know, how many times have we done things that scare us and then we come out the other side and we're like, fuck yeah, I did that. That's very true. And like that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like fear can get you out of your comfort zone and ready to change your fucking life. I think that's something that a lot of people forget is their why. You know, when they when shit starts to get real, when you're not making as much progress as you'd like or you feel like you kind of got off, quote unquote, off track, fear can be a good tool to use to remind yourself of why you're doing this in the first place. And I know I've had to use that many times. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it's really important for people to really understand that fear is a feeling. Mm -hmm. Motivation is a feeling. <laughs> so, you know, you have your why. Maybe it's, I, I want to get off a of medication. I want to lower my cholesterol. I want to lower my blood pressure. I'm scared for my health. I'm, I'm fearful that I am not going to age well. Motivation is going to fuel that and say, hey, here's some motivation. If you don't want to feel that way, let's start our fitness journey. And they get halfway through their fitness journey and realize this is a lot harder than I thought it was. I need mm -hmm. to get motivated. And so that's like telling somebody with depression to just be happy. You don't just be happy. You have to do things that are going to make you happy. Just like you have to do things to produce results to stay motivated. And fear, again, is a good motivator, but you can't let it consume you. You can't let it overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. So how, how, <laughs> how do you not let that fear take over? By being objective, by writing shit down, write yeah. down what you're fearful of and then write how you're going to conquer that fear. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you're going to eat more nutritious foods and less ultra processed food? Does that mean that you're going to go to the gym three days a week and maybe go on a couple of long walks 
throughout the week as well. Like using that fear, breaking down why you have that fear and what you can do. It's it's really about strategizing, breaking down that fear and saying, this is what I need to do in order to overcome this fear. And once I overcome this fear, that's going to keep me motivated to continue. It's the same thought process as, which we didn't talk about in our goals episode, um, which I'm surprised. It slipped both of our minds. I'll link that in the show notes. But it's the same thought process as outcome goals and Mm -hmm. action goals, right? Okay, the goal is to not have to be afraid of this anymore. So then what can you do to get there? Baby steps, little steps. And sometimes I'm just going to put this out there too. We are all for slow, sustainable progress, but sometimes people, you got to have a wake up call and say, all right, yes, let's change this shit now. And of course, the more, you know, dire situation you're in, the more drastic that is, that it's hugely individual. But I don't think a, a blanket statement is necessarily always, you know, the teeny tiny baby steps. Sometimes those baby steps have to be a little bigger. Yeah, they need to be like toddler steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said that the other day to somebody and and I got interesting kickback because it is true that the slow, small, sustainable changes are the ones that will last a long time because you actually build them into habits. But like I said, sometimes, you know, you just you gotta do a 180 in some things. Yeah. I mean, and that goes back to being objective and knowing, you know, where you're at and actually being honest with yourself and, you know, taking a look at it from that outside perspective a little bit deeper. It's hard to do because some like people naturally don't want to focus on what they're not slaying, right? And people don't naturally want to focus on what they're not doing or what they're, what they could be doing better. People want to focus on everything that they are doing. And I see that a lot with clients. Oh, yeah, no, I went over my calories. But, you know, I had vegetables. Like, okay, I love that you had vegetables, but we need to logically take a look. If you're if you're eating over your caloric range consistently, I should say, not like one day. One day going over your range is not going to derail your progress, right? Yeah, relax, people. Yeah, like that's not going to derail your progress. But if it's becoming like a normal thing where you're like, oh, I went over my calories a little bit, but I had vegetables. Or, oh, I went over my calories, but I drank a lot of water. And you do that enough, you're not going to see progress. And you're doing yourself a disservice by not being completely transparent with yourself. So I think that's the first step is taking that why and that fear, breaking it down and figuring out how do we take actionable steps to help overcome that fear Because once we overcome that fear, that's going to motivate us to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to action. It all goes back to action. I mean, the action to just about anything that I can think of in the current moment with my lack of caffeination is action. Like, how do you get motivated? Action. How do you overcome a fear? Action. If you sit there thinking about it, it's not going to help. You got to do something about it. (laughs) 100%. But yeah, I mean, I think that when you use fear as a motivator, it can it can be very helpful. It can also be detrimental depending on how you're speaking to yourself. And if you're fearful and you're like hypercritical of yourself, it's going to actually hinder you more because negative self-talk never got any positive results. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm afraid to go to the gym. How do you get over it? You go to the gym. Well, I'm afraid that I'm going to end up as an incapacitated little old lady who can't do anything for herself. 
how do I get over that? I take actions so that I don't become that. <laughs> exactly. You start walking, you start lifting, you start doing these things. And and that can be really scary, but the only way out is through. You can't cheat the process. Yeah. And that's how you start to love the process is when you when you look for those little pluses in the plus columns of life. Look how strong I'm getting. Yeah. Those non how consistent I'm being. Yeah. All that stuff. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Little short but sweet episode today. Um, hope you got a little something out of this. Something to think about. Something to chew on. What are you afraid of? What do you want to do about it? And how are you not going to let that take control of everything? There's a healthy, healthy amount of it, but it can get unhealthy real quick. Take advantage of that fear. Because what if you never start? Yeah. That's also something to be fearful of. Mm-hmm. Stay scared, bitches. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that for a while, you know, is the um, people constantly looking for the best time to start. There's never going to be a best time. There's better times than others for sure. But if you want to get anywhere, you're going to have to start. You're going to have to bite that proverbial bullet. Yep, yep. What is that? The, uh, the next best time to plant the tree is now? Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, take care, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Same time, same place. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Tater Talks, two bitches talk fitness. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by writing a review, subscribing wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find me, Iris, on Instagram at Iris Deadlifts. And you can find me, Brooke, on Instagram at Get You a Brooke. We'll talk to you soon. Nice. Nice. <laughs>